This is KJZZ's Sun Up. It is your daily news update from here in Phoenix on our state and region. Hi, once again, I'm Phil Latzman. Uh, this podcast, a daily digest of the news events here in Arizona. You've done it. It's true. It's Friday. Congratulations. We've made it. It is February the 9th, and let's get to the news. Well, the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has approved Chief Deputy Russ Skinner to replace Sheriff Paul Panzone, who resigned in January. And as Craig Hawney tells us, the decision was not unanimous. Skinner has worked in the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office for over 33 years. Board Chair Jack Sellers, a Republican, said supervisors were looking for someone to provide stability during what could be a contentious year. We're going to be running three elections this year. We need someone who has the respect of the the people in the county sheriff's office and also the respect of the other law enforcement agencies in Maricopa County. Supervisor Steve Gallardo, the sole Democrat on the board, voted against appointing Skinner, who until recently was a registered Republican. State law required the board to pick a Democrat to replace Penzone. Skinner changed political parties last year a day after Penzone announced his intent to resign. Greg Hani, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Arizona lawmakers agreed to a bipartisan bill on Thursday to fix election deadline issues that would have put Arizonans' votes in upcoming elections at risk. From the politics desk, Cameron Sanchez has the latest. County election officials warned there won't be enough time after the primary and general elections to conduct recounts in close races and also meet federal deadlines to mail ballots to military members and certify the state's presidential vote. All legislative Democrats and nearly all Republicans voted for a bill to give the counties more time by making changes to the state's election calendar, like moving up the primary election date. Democrats, like Senator Prius Underation, said they appreciated the bipartisan negotiation, however difficult the process may have been. We feel confident that the voters of Arizona are protected and that every eligible voter will have their vote counted. The bipartisan bill also adds signature verification requirements to state law, a key demand of Republicans like Representative Alexander Colladin, though he acknowledged other GOP priorities were left out of the deal. We have acted like crabs in a bucket, letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. In a statement, Governor Katie Hobbs indicated she will sign the bill into law. Cameron Sanchez, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Also from the Arizona legislature, debates over the future of the Arizona Commerce Authority have revealed a schism within the Republican Party at the legislature. And also from the politics team, Wayne Shutsky has that. A bipartisan group of lawmakers on the House Appropriations Committee recommended keeping the state's economic development agency around for at least another four years. Republican Representative Michael Carbone acknowledged the ACA faced criticism from the Attorney General for using public funds to wine and dine businesses, but says the agency is working to fix the problem. I understand all the troubles and the challenges that we've, we've, we've experienced or the ACA has gone through, but those are growing pains. But I, I think it's a must-needed agency. But two Republicans on the committee, including Vice Chair Joseph Chaplick, voted against the continuation. Chaplick says he agrees with four Republicans on the Senate's government committee who recommended the agency be revised or consolidated. Republican Representative David Livingston says he will lead negotiations with the Senate to pass the bill that will keep the agency in place. Wayne Shutsky, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The Department of Defense will help fund investigations for two sites in the Tucson area thought to be the root of groundwater contamination issues. From Tucson, Elisa Resnick has more. 
The Defense Department says both the Davis-Moth Air Force Base and the Morris Air National Guard facility are greenlit to move forward on expedited investigations into contamination issues with PFAS. The human-made chemicals are linked to health issues like cancer and are also part of a firefighting foam used for years at airports and air bases. The facilities are two of a total 30 sites across the U.S. where contamination is considered critical enough to require investigation and remediation plans. City officials say the designation is important because it allows other federal actions like Superfund designations and funding to move forward more quickly. Alisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. The WM Phoenix Open is underway at the TPC Scottsdale, where as many as 200,000 fans will pack the course each day until Sunday's final round. The greatest show on grass, as it's known, is also billing itself as one of the most sustainable events in sports, calling it zero waste. I will tell you, when we first started on that journey and said, we're going to make this a zero-waste event, several of us looked at each other and said, this might be kind of a crazy idea. How are we going to do this? That's Eric Dixon, who's VP of Sustainability for WM, short for the company formerly known as Waste Management, which has been the title sponsor for more than a decade. He says it took years to achieve that zero-waste goal, which means 100% diversion with no residual byproduct. You're thinking months in advance what's actually becoming on course, so we can ensure that literally everything here can either be reused in some way, maybe it's donated, it could be recycled, it's composted, um, or potentially even converted into a fuel or energy source on the back end. Due to those efforts, the tournament received the GEO Foundation Certification for Sustainability in Golf. The nonprofit organization is based in Scotland and is headed by Jonathan Smith. We don't look beyond the very, very hard challenges of things like water and like materials use and pollution prevention. You really have to drill down on them. But the the net positive that golf can bring if we get it all together is good and important. According to Arizona's Department of Water Resources, golf courses use at least 3% of the state's water supply. And this year's WM Phoenix Open is the first since the company DraftKings opened a 13,000-square-foot sports book at TPC Scottsdale. An expert says the addiction known as gambling disorder affects about 1 to 2 percent of the population. Matthew Casey has more. A ticket is needed to eat, drink, and watch the golf tournament from inside the posh sports book with lots of betting windows. But most wagers on events like the Open are made online with smartphone apps. It makes sense if we're going to make Addiction available 24-7, we need to make recovery and solutions available 24-7. Dr. Timothy Fong co-directs UCLA's Gambling Studies Program. He says to prevent addiction... Delay the onset of the very first bet, combined with delaying the frequency of betting. Fong says $40,000 is the average amount of gambling debt carried by people entering treatment in California for a betting addiction. Matthew Casey, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Aid groups helping migrants along the border say they are dealing with an uptick in harassment from vigilante groups and far-right activists there. Here's Elisa Resnick once again with details on that. Vigilantes have long been part of the fabric of Arizona's borderlands, especially in remote stretches like Sasabe. But Dora Rodriguez with the Tucson Samaritans says as the number of asylum seekers has increased there, so have the vigilante groups, many of whom arrive armed with rifles, trying to get personal information from migrants and aid workers. None of us have guns. All of us have water and food and blankets. And uh, providing that aid in the middle of all these large groups, they are in your face, well-armed, 
and with vests, you know, bulletproof vests and all that, it is intimidating. Aid workers complained to local sheriff's departments about the vigilantes last month. A Customs and Border Protection spokesperson said the agency is aware of the presence of various groups along the border, but declined to comment further. Elisa Resnick, KJZZ News, Tucson. Phoenix leaders have awarded the first threatened building grant since the program was named after a former mayor. From the business desk, Christina Estes reports. The city council unanimously approved $400,000 to help preserve and rehabilitate a single-story home built in 1909. Mayor Kate Gallego said funding will come from the Phil Gordon Threatened Building Grant. Before Mayor Gordon was mayor, he was a young developer, and he worked very hard on rehabbing historic buildings in the Roosevelt District to spur commercial adaptive reuse projects. In 1986, he filed the application to list the first historic property on the Phoenix Historic Property Register. Wednesday's vote will cover roughly a third of the cost of setting a new foundation, rehabbing the house to use as a restaurant, and relocating it on the property at 3rd Street and McKinley to make room for apartments. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And back to sports in golf. A three-and-a-half-hour rain delay left the first round of the WM Phoenix Open unfinished yesterday. Sahith Tagala returned from the lengthy weather delay to finish off a 665 round and is the clubhouse leader. Andrew Novak made it through nine holes. One shot back, two-time defending champ Scotty Scheffler made it through just six. He's one under par, and they'll look to finish up round one and then complete round two today at the TPC Scottsdale. It is expected to be sunny and cool during the day, although there's rain in the forecast tomorrow. Basketball Suns keep rolling. Kevin Durant, 31 points. Bradley Beal, 30. And the Suns with all-star Devin Booker sidelined by a sore left tip beat the Jazz 129-115 last night in Phoenix. Suns never trailed, shot 59%, and won the third straight game in 12th in their last 15. Hockey, the Coyotes, though back from a long all-star break with a tough loss. They fell at home to the Golden Knights 3-2 last night in Tempe. Jason Zucker and Clayton Keller each scored for the Coyotes, who were playing for the first time since January 27th, and they've now lost four in a row. And that does it for this edition of KJZZ's Sun Up, Arizona's morning news podcast this Friday, February the 9th. I'm Phil Latzman. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll do this all again on Monday. <laughs>